you to an Orlando family. Welcome to our Brave Enough Sermon. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the service as Pastor Margarita hits us with the word on how to be brave enough no matter what comes our way. Oh, my God. 
Oh, the saints and 
It says his burden is light. So wherever you're at, just either talk to him and say, Jesus, I need you this morning. Jesus, I need you this morning. Lord Jesus, right now I pray that your presence will continue to increase in this place. Your word says where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst. Father God, I thank you, God, that you are not attracted to big crowds, God. You show up, God, God, even if there's two or three in the midst. I thank you, God, that you listen to our prayers, God, even if it's just us talking to you, Father God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. We give you glory, God. We give you praise this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe that this morning, give Jesus some praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Woo! Amen. Well, I'd like to welcome you to U-Turn Covenant Orlando. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Richard Trinidad. This is my beautiful wife, Margarita Trinidad. We are actually the pastors of U-Turn Covenant Orlando. And this is actually our second service in this location. And so we're still going out and reaching out to the community. People are still learning that we are here but I am so blessed that you have decided to spend some time with us this morning. And I am so excited that because I know my wife is going to be preaching an amazing word to you. But I would just like to welcome you. And I also want to let you know that you are considered our VIP. You are our very important person this morning. And so because of that, we would love to meet you right after the service. And we also have a very special gift for newcomers as well as mothers amen? amen so what we're going to do right now well, i'm going to go ahead and give you some announcements and then after that i'm going to go ahead and pick up the offering if this is your first time here please don't feel obligated in giving we just want you to enjoy the service but if you consider this your home church or if you still would like to donate to our church you can go to our website at myuturnorlando.com and you will find a little giving tab right on the right corner and you'll be able to give there. If you're uh, interested in giving cash, uh, we also have envelopes that you can go ahead and fill out, and you can uh, raise up your hand and the usher will be giving that to you. Um, so uh, here's the scripture. The Bible says this in John chapter six, it says this, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he dist distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather all the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. So that nothing is lost. The scripture talks about where, you know, Jesus was ministering to a lot of people, thousands of people, more than 5,000. 5, the Bible said there was 5,000 men, but that didn't include the kids and the women. Amen. So there was at least, they say, close to ten to 15,000 people. And how many you know when you've been talking for a while, right? You know, after a service, Sunday morning service, how many you know we love to go to a restaurant and eat and have some fellowship? Well, that's what kind of happened in this story. But the problem was is that the disciples didn't have much food to give. And so what Jesus told the disciples, he said, hey, bring whatever you have. Bring whatever you have. And when they brought the food, the loaves and the fish, he blessed it. He broke it and he blessed it. 
And when God blessed whatever they had and multiplied, where it blessed thousands and thousands of people to the point where it just didn't only feed them, but it blessed other people. There was overflow. Everybody say overflow. And so when we give to the Lord, what happens is when we give the little that we have, when we give our 10%, whether it's our tithe or offering, what happens is that God begins to put his blessing on it. And what happens is he, he begins to cause it to overflow where that, where, to the point where it's just not enough for our family. It's not only enough for us, but we're able to bless somebody else. How many know that it's a great thing to be able to bless other people? Amen. Sometimes we have a family member that needs something. One of the dreams that I have is I, I would love to be able to pay somebody's rent. I would love to be able to pay somebody's house mortgage. I would love to buy somebody a car, a single mother a car. But the only way the Bible teaches that God is going to get us to that place where we're overflowing is when we give our little bit to God. Amen? 10% out of $10 is $1. But when we give that $1 to God, he is able to bless it and multiply it. Where it doesn't only bless us, but it blesses the people around us. Amen? So as you prepare your offering, if, you, if you're going to be giving today, I have a few announcements. We have U Groups. Everybody say U Groups. U Groups is a place where you can be real. It's a place where you can belong. And it's a place where you can grow. I'm going to say that again. U Groups are a place where you can be real, a place where you can belong, and a place where you can grow. Our U Groups are small groups. And our small groups are gathering right now solely online. So if you have a smartphone, if you have a computer, you can log in to our small groups. We have one on Monday, which is SHAPE. SHAPE, it, it stands for basically finding out what your spiritual gifts are, what your personality is, and what your makeup is, and how God has created you to be. And it's a powerful discussion, especially if you're in search of finding out your purpose. Because how many know finding out your purpose is important? So many times we feel that, you know, we ask the question, why am I here? And uh, that, that class or that small group is going to help you with that. So that's on Mondays at 7.30, completely online. Also, we have another one on Wednesdays, uh, our youth group on Wednesdays, which is uh, titled Goliath Must Fall. And basically the... The whole summary of the U group is teaching us that we all have Goliaths. We all have issues. Some of us, uh, our Goliath is fear. Some of us, our Goliath is faith. Some of us, our Goliath is, you know, addiction. Whatever it may be, we are learning on Wednesdays in our U groups online that how to defeat our Goliath. Amen. So if you're interested in that, you can come up to my wife and I or the usher. And we'll be, give, we'll be able to give you the link to that. Also, if you have not uh, been in our uh, mass text where we text people, um, we'll be able to help you that, with that out after the service. Amen? Amen? How many want to continue their worship in their giving? How many want to do that this morning? If you're ready to do that, bow your heads. I'm going to go ahead and pray for the offering as they put some worship music, soft music in the background. Father, I thank you, God, for this time. I thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that you are able to bless the giver this morning.
God, I don't know their needs, but you know their needs. God, I don't know the kind of blessing that they need, but you definitely know the kind of blessing that they need. And so I pray that you will multiply it, that you will multiply it here this morning. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We all said amen. Amen.
And that was a lovely introduction from my husband. I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, I try my best. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I have not arrived. Uh, but I sure do uh, believe that God has blessed me beyond what I could ever imagine. Amen. And for those that are here for the first time, uh, again, like my husband said, we are new church, a new church plant is what they call it. It's basically, we are starting from the bottom up. So I don't know if you guys ever built something, you know, how you go to Ikea and you get all the little pieces and you're trying to figure out how to put it together. Oh, Ikea, God bless us when we buy something from Ikea. I have bought several things from Ikea. And, you know, you bring it home and you start arguing with everybody that's helping you because you're like, no, put it this way, put it that way. No, put the screw in. The no, it's not that way. This thing is, oh, my God, I can't figure it out. So um, this is a church plant. So we're in the beginning stages. So we are buying things. We are inviting people. We are getting to know people. So originally, just to let you guys know a little bit about us, or about me, because I'll be speaking to you this morning, is that we are originally from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we come from the windy, cold city of Chicago, Illinois. And we come from a ministry called U-Turn Covenant. Obviously, this is a church, U-Turn Covenant. Um, in North Lake, Illinois, we also have a church in Chicago, Illinois. And so there's a group of pastors that all pastor each campus. And this is a brand new campus. So invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your coworkers, your family, and let them know that there is a new church in town in the neighborhood. And we are more than welcome to receive you with open arms. Amen. Um, me and my husband are 37 years old. If you were wondering, are those people 18, 20 years old? Wow, they passed during this church. They're real young. She looked like a little girl. No, I'm 37 years old. We have been married for 17 years, and we have a boy, a son named Haven. He's right over there. He's our little sound man. And we have a daughter named Harmony, so 16 and 7. So those are our children. It's a little bit about us. I hope that you enjoy this service. Um, I know that some of us may come in knowing God, knowing who Jesus Christ is, and some of us may not know who Jesus Christ is, uh, but today I hope that those that do not know who God is will know him today, amen. He is so amazing, he is so perfect, he is so awesome. So that's why I say I have not arrived and I am not perfect, but I know that through God I can make, make it through life with him. I can do things because of him, amen. If we could just bow our heads in a word of prayer, before we get into the word and into the message. God, we thank you this morning. God, we thank you, God, for your presence in this place. We thank you, God, for being so good to us, God. I thank you for all the mothers this morning, God. I pray, God, that you be with us today, God. It might be the happiest day of our life, and it might be the saddest day of our life. We might be God, disappointed maybe tonight, or today, I should say. God, but I pray, God, that we leave here full of joy, full of peace, that we leave here, Father God, just brave enough to go forward 
in all the things that you have created us to be, God. And God, I pray, Father God, that you would minister to women and men this morning on Mother's Day, God. I pray, God, that you would speak through me, God, that you would speak all the words that you want spoken, God. God, that you would anoint this message, God. God, that you would open up our hearts, oh God, to hear your voice, oh God, and to be led by your Holy Spirit, God. God, take full control, God. We love you, God, and we thank you. And we all say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So um, this message, I was very uh, emotional uh, because this message is also for me. It's not just for everyone here, but it's also for me. Uh, I really believe that when preachers get up on stage and they preach a message, that most of the time, if not all, that message is also for them in their life and where they're at sometimes in some of the areas that we point out as pastors. Because anybody going uh, to preach over the pulpit has not arrived. And that's why I say I am not perfect. So if I say something, it's because I'm saying it to myself, too. I'm being, I'm being hard on myself. I'm saying, hey, Margarita, you get this together. I need you to be encouraged, amen? Today, the, if you're taking notes on your phone or a paper, I'm a little old school. I'm getting used to the new school with the, with the electronic devices, so if I touch this a lot, it's because it's, I'm getting used to the new stuff. I'm used to the pen and paper, the paper planner. My husband would make fun of me for a long time, but I like it, and now I'm getting used to this. But that's another topic. So uh, the message, the title for today is called Brave Enough. Brave Enough. I was looking into, I was wondering, um, how long has Mother's Day been around? Like, sometimes I wonder, like, who invented a mattress? Who invented, because we all think about who invented electricity, but who invented Mother's Day? Like, who woke up one day and said, hey, you know, I, I think this should be Mother's Day every Sunday of this day, I mean, this Sunday on this month every year. So I looked it up, you know, Google is our friend. So Mother's Day, uh, we've been celebrating Mother's Day since 1914. Isn't that crazy? 1914. And um, it was uh, a lady, a woman named Anna Jarvis. I hope I'm not butchering her last name, but yeah, that, that, um, that kind of created a Mother's Day, and it went into effect uh, by one of our presidents in 1914. So we've been celebrating Mother's Day for a very, very long time. I know I was not even thought of, even my parents weren't born in 1914. But uh, today we are still celebrating Mother's Day. It is awesome. We should celebrate mothers every day, amen? How many think that we should be taking out every day? treated every day <laughs> that was special um so the, the title of my message again is brave enough and brave means to be ready to face and endure danger or pain showing courage if you're taking notes i'm a note taker and if i don't i i, I stored it in here and then i write it down later because i need to, i need words to speak to me sometimes I want to encourage you to make sure that you put your brave on daily. How many are going to make sure I'm going to put on my brave, my brave on daily? And you're like, what in the world is, what am I going to put on? 
right? Please tell me. So then, I, don't worry, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you how to put the brave on. Because you know what? Life happens and we have to be brave, right? We have to be brave to overcome doubts in our life. We have to be brave to overcome fear in our life. We have to be brave enough to overcome unforgiveness in our lives. So we have to be brave in a lot of areas in our life. Throughout our life, we have different chapters, different journeys that we go through. And we have to be brave. So put that brave on. Put your brave on. Don't be moved by any fear, but be moved by faith. Amen? I want, I want you to say that to yourself. Put, I'm going to put myself in a place where I'm moved by faith and not fear. So Margarita, don't be moved by fear, but by faith. So say your name. Let's do this together. Whatever your name is, say, don't be moved by fear, but by faith. I want you to speak that into your life because a lot of times we move as women, we move by fear and not by faith. Right? We're stepping into something, oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I got to buy this house. I'm so scared. I'm going to buy this new car, but I'm so scared I can't pay it. Right? Even with men, we can't be moved by fear, but by faith. Amen? So how do we put our brave on? We put our brave on. The first letter we're going to hit, if you want to, we're going to do an acronym this morning. So if you want to write that B-R-A-B-E, amen? We got a little acronym today. So put your brave on. So how do we put that on? We believe that God is who he says he is. Say that again. I'm going to say it again for you because I don't think anybody's listening. Believe God is who he says he is. Amen? We have to believe that God, we have to believe in God to be brave. So if you don't believe in God this morning, you need to believe in him to be brave. Amen? I know I believe in God because he is all that I got to be brave. I could have so many people next to me cheering me on. I'm like, yeah, okay, I could do this. I, I could do this. I can, I can run. I could do this, right? And inside, I'm like, no, you can't, girl. You cannot run this. I'm like, oh, God, forget. I don't know what they said, but God, please help me. I, I have learned to be brave. <laughs> Even though the other person thinks they're cheering me on, I'm like, God, I need you. Please, God, I need you right now. I can't do this. If we look into Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says, if you have your Bible, you can go there with me. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So if you want to jot that down, begin to speak that over your life as, as you're at home. As you're, you're, you're doing your daily routine, speak that over your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Having faith in yourself brings limits. And you have to remember that. 
But faith in God is limitless. So we need to stop. I need to stop having faith in myself because I will limit myself. And with God, he is limitless. That's why I'm saying that if someone's encouraging me, let's say we're running a race, right? And like, mama, you could do this. You could do it. Don't matter. You a big girl, but you could run. You could run. And I'm like, no, I can't. Why? Because I'm limited. But if I cry out to God and I begin to say, God, I know I'm a big girl. And I know I can't do this by myself. But if you help me run this race, God, you're gonna help. You're gonna you're gonna be the one to help me. Please help me. And he will help you. You might I might not be the first one to finish the race, but I'm gonna finish the race. Right? Because that's all that matters is that you finish, right? <laughs> so I want you to keep that. Keep that in your heart. That having faith in yourself brings limits. And that we must have faith in God so that the faith in him is limitless. God desires to show himself strong in your life. And it leads me to my second point. Refuse. Refuse. Refuse to listen to the voices of doubt. And there's three voices that I want to tell you this morning that you must stop listening to. That Margarita has to stop listening to. And one is the voices of people. Voices of people in your life that bring doubt, that bring discouragement, that take away the joy, that take away all the peace in your life. We have to remind ourselves and go back to let me check all these relationships and do God, do I really need these people in my life? The second voice is yourself. Refuse to listen to your own voice. Believe it or not. I don't know about you, but I talk to myself quite often. I even apologize while I'm at work. Or if I'm around someone, I just talk to myself. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just gotta, I gotta say this to myself. So sometimes when you talk to yourself, you're not always talking faith, right? Most of the time, when we're talking to ourselves about ourselves, most of the time, we're talking things like, like I just said, I can't run this race. Oh my God, no, she said I could, but I can't. Because we do that. We think about the negative before we think about the positive, right? So we need to stop hearing our own voice, that negative voice that sometimes we speak to ourselves and, and we don't encourage ourselves, we put ourselves down. And the third voice is the enemy. And we can go to uh, the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, or if you want to write it down for later. And the book of John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Amen? So the third voice that we need to refuse to listen to is the voice of the enemy. Because I know that there is an enemy. There is a devil in hell that does not want us to succeed. He doesn't want our marriages to succeed. He doesn't want our children to succeed. 
And he sure ain't want us to succeed. So we need to stop listening to the enemy's voice. So we need to refuse those three voices in our life. People, yourself, and the enemy. Amen? And as soon as we begin to get rid of those voices, we need to align ourselves with the word of God. Align. If you want to write that down, that's the next point. Align. Align. We need to align ourselves with the word of God. Psalms 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp on my feet, a light on my path. That scripture to me is very powerful, very short. But Psalms 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet. When you think of a lamp and you stand by a lamp and it's dark, Right? It's dark in your life. You're confused. The light will lead your path. That is Jesus. Jesus is the light in our path. But we have to allow it. Some of us are trying to find a clear path in our life, but we can't find it because we are letting we, we are not letting God lead us. He needs to light your path as a mother, as a wife. As a daughter, as a son, as a father, as a husband, he needs to light your path. Amen. Some of you, God is asking for your heart, your treasures, your talents, and you're not surrendering. You're not surrendering them. So your alignment is drifting. And somewhere, somewhere that seems, there's somewhere. Something else in your life that's more appealing to you. But you got to remember that those things that are appealing to us are temporary. With Jesus, things are eternal and they are permanent. Amen? How many are with me this morning? How many, how many are with me? I want to hear your voice. With Jesus, things are permanent. They're not temporary. When we align ourselves with the word of God, when we align ourselves with the will of the Father, things will, will, uh, will come to pass. Amen? I want to let you know that the devil will allow you to think you're doing great. I know the devil has been in my life when I allowed him to. And even sometimes now, you're like, wait a minute. I always say I put myself myself in check with the Lord. Okay, God, I think I'm drifting a little. Have you ever driven your car and the, the alignment is off? You can't drive straight. If your alignment is off, you'll see the steering wheel. If you let go of it, your car will swerve to the left or to the right. I mean, to the right or to the left. You're right, you're left, you know, you get what I'm saying. Right, left. <laughs> So we have to make sure that we are aligned with Christ so that we don't drift away from him or we need to drift towards him. We need to drive towards him. Amen. And the next point is to value. We need to value who God created you to be. If we open up our Bibles again into the book of Psalms and in Psalms it says in 139.14, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Your works are wonderful. I know that I know that full well. You were created on purpose, with a purpose. I want to remind you or let you know this morning that you were created with a purpose for a purpose. How many believe that this morning, that you were created with a purpose? If you look at the book of Luke, chapter 12, it talks about how God knows how many hairs are on our head. We don't even know that. And we walk around with it all day long. So if your hair falls, he knows exactly how many are left on your head. <laughs> That's how much he values who you are. Being planted in the church reminds us of our value. And you're like, how do I do that? How do, how do I be planted in the church? What does that mean? When I think about putting that value in me and being planted in the church, I think about Pastor Richard as he preaches, right? That's coming to church. That's going to you group. Not once in a while, but every week. I feel like that's what I need because I need to be planted. As a woman, I need to be planted. As men, we need to be planted in the word of God. We need to be planted in the things of God. And I, I say you group. You women, the service. For those of you that don't know who, what that is, it's coming to church. When my husband mentioned you group, that's we're either on Zoom calls or people's homes, hearing the word of God. You women, when we get together, the women, and we pray and we worship, those are all being planted, planted in the church. And it leads me to my last point, eliminate. Eliminate the comfort zone. Eliminate the comfort zone. To be brave, we must get out of our comfort zone. You're probably saying, well, I like being comfortable. I, you know, why would I be uncomfortable? You know, why would they say that at church? To be, get out of the comfort zone. That's nice. You know, people go to the massage place to get comfortable. They put on their slippers and their PJs to be comfortable. I like being comfortable. Why doesn't she like being comfortable? What's her problem? Well, I say that because in order to be brave, we need to eliminate the comfort zone as women and men. We need to step out and like we go and we lose sleep staying at work for hours or cleaning our house or catching the bus to go shopping or the Ubers and Lyfts to go to, to all these places, we need to jump out of the comfort zone of our everyday routine. And I thought of to go out to the outreaches and invite people. We have people today that I seen we passed out flowers to yesterday, right? But it took people that eliminated their comfort zone on Saturday morning to wake up bright and early and pass out those flowers. Because they said, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to eliminate my comfort zone. And I'm going to go out there because I know that the God that saves me is going to save someone else. And it's going to change their lives. It's going to encourage them. It's going to lift them up when they come into this place. 
So the God that I serve, I want to tell other people about him. That's what I mean about getting out of the comfort zone. When you're planted in God, we need to eliminate the comfort zone. You need to lose sleep for the cause of the kingdom. When we stay in our comfort zone, we begin to find false security in Christ. If we stay there too long, life will give us the boot. And I say that from experience. When you stay in the comfort zone, life will give you the boot. Life has given me the boot. I can remember a time when I wasn't brave at all. I was empty. I was lost. Doing the walk of Christ the way I thought was the right way. And why I say that? Because I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't reading what God has instructed us to do. For those of you that don't know about the Bible, the Bible is like our manual to life. If you're going through depression, if you're going through confusion, if you're going through addiction, the Bible is where we go to, to lead us and guide us. I wasn't praying. I wasn't praying like I should. For those of you that don't know, my grandmother took me to church as a little girl. And growing up, what I call it, I was just going to church. I was doing a good deed is what I call it now. The good deed of showing up. But I wasn't living a brave life. The brave life that I'm talking to you about today. I want you to experience being brave. That's why I'm speaking to you this message. Not just for the women, but the people here. I want you to be a brave people. Not strong with muscles, but strong spiritually, strong in the Lord. Because when the enemy comes in, you're going to know how to fight. You're going to know how to fight spiritually in prayer and in your word. Joshua 1.19 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I leave you with this. Today, I want you to remember to be brave. To believe God is who he says he is. To refuse to listen to the voices of doubt. Align yourself with God's word. Value who God created you to be. And eliminate the comfort zone. Eliminate the comfort zone. As we all stand in this place, if you're able to just begin to lift your hands this morning begin to speak to the Lord I'm gonna pray over you guys I'm gonna pray that you be the brave person that God has created you to be 
to stop putting excuses up, why you can't refuse to listen to the, to the, the right voices. I'm going to pray over you that you believe God is who he says he is. And if you don't know who God is this morning, I want you to speak to him this morning. And let him know that you believe in him. Even though you don't know how to live for him, you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to read your Bible, you don't know who Jesus Christ is. I want you to let him know I want to know you today. I want to pray over you that you align yourself with God's word, with the Bible. That you value who God created you to be and eliminate that comfort zone. We need to step out in faith, people. We need to give it our all. Stop making excuses. I'll tell you a few excuses that I've made in my life. Oh, I need to spend more time, more time with my kids. I'm not going to church today. I don't think I need that. I, my kids need me. But I'll tell you this. If you sacrifice, if you plan right, God will give you all the time that you need with your kids, with your husband, with your family, with your friends. At your job, God will give you all the time that you need if you put him first. I'm going to tell you that Margarita has not valued all the time that God has put in her life. But I want to pray over you this morning. God, I pray and I lift up each and every one of these people here. God, I lift them up, God, that they be brave, brave enough to let you be the Lord of their life, brave enough to lay down all of the things of the world that keep them tangled and confused and tired and sick. God, I pray, God, God, that you would bring life into them. Breathe life into them. God, I pray, Father God, that you be with each and every one of them, God. God, that you lead them, that you guide them, God. That you teach them your ways, oh God. Like you've taught me, God, and you're still teaching me, God. Remind them that they will never be perfect, but that they were created with a purpose. For a purpose. God, we thank you for today. God, we thank you, God. Bless the mothers today all around the world, God, wherever they're at, God. God, that you bless those mothers. God, be with the children that don't have their mothers with them physically or if they went on to be with the Lord. God, I pray that you would comfort, God, the children, God, that don't have their, 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 their mothers. God, I pray for mothers that have lost their children. God, I pray, God, this morning, God, that you remind them that they're with you and that they're in good hands. Remind them that you are always with them and that you will never leave them. God, we thank you, God. God, we praise your holy name. 
I pray, God, let us be brave enough, God, to be who you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, you can do better than I could do some praise. Amen. You may be seated if you're standing. So if this is uh, your first time here, we would love to meet you right after the service. Uh, that table that you walked into, we have a special gift for you. And also, if you're a mother here, uh, we also have a, uh, a sweet a sweet gift for you guys. So um, if, we, if you guys could uh, meet us there at the table. Uh, again, thank you so much for visiting us. Uh, I promise you that as we continue to stay here, our services are just going to get better and better. Uh, we are a church plant. We are a pioneering church. And for those that don't understand that terminology, we're basically a new church. Amen. And so we're so grateful that you attended our service. And we hope that you invite your friends and your family and we hope that you continue to be a part of our church because we really believe that God is going to do a great and mighty thing inside of our church. And we would love for you to come alongside us and go, go with us as we uh, see what God does. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Come on, give all the mothers a good hand this morning. Again, we'll be meeting here next week, Sunday at 11 a.m. Monday, we have our youth groups. Um, which is the Shape U group, and then Wednesday we also have another U group called Goliath Must Fall. More, if you want more information, we'll be outside to, to give you that. Amen? Other than that, God bless you. I hope you have a, an amazing, amazing day. Amen.
Thank you for joining in on our Brave Enough sermon. If you want more information about the church, go to www.myuturnorlando.com for more information on events, times, and service. We love you guys. See you next time.